But let's get to the word of God. Uh, God has a word for you today. Um, and I want to read uh, just six verses out of the 20th chapter of Joshua. Are you ready for the word? The Lord also spoke to Joshua, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, Appoint for yourselves cities of refuge, of which I spoke to you through Moses, that the slayer who kills a person accidentally or unintentionally may flee there, and they shall be your refuge from the avenger of blood. And when he flees to one of those cities and stands at the entrance of the gate of the city and declares his case in the hearing of the elders of that city, they shall take him into the city as one of them and give him a place that he may dwell among them. Then if the avenger of blood pursues him, they shall not deliver the slayer into his hand because he struck his neighbor unintentionally but did not hate him beforehand. And he shall dwell in that city until he stands before the congregation for judgment and until the death of the one who is high priest in those days. Then the slayer may return and come to his own city and his own house to the city from which he fled. Now, uh, please take a note to verses 1 and 2 again. The Lord spoke to Joshua saying, speak to the children of Israel saying, appoint for yourselves Cities of refuge. Cities of refuge. Can you say that with me? Cities of refuge. I want to talk to you uh, from this subject, the privilege of God's protection. The privilege of God's protection. Can you say that with me? The privilege of God's protection. Say that with me. Some of y'all ain't talking. The privilege of God's protection. Uh, now, um, if, uh, if you notice, um, you know, a lot of churches have a lot of different names. And we've named churches and churches have interesting names and... Uh, um, you know, this church had three names. This church is 97 years old. We've had at least uh, three locations that, uh, or four locations that I remember, or three, uh, let's see, uh, Wilkins Street, um, um, 926 Wilkins Street, 4420 St. Albans, um, 15003 Joy Road, um, and that's our fourth location that I remember. Now we're in Warren. So, um, but uh, the church used to be called Wilkin Street Church of God in Christ. Uh, then it was renamed in the 50s to New Testament Church of God in Christ. It stayed that name until uh, last year we moved into the city of Warren. Now we're Access Church of God in Christ. But um, 
the, the interesting thing is that um, there, there's, there's many churches that you will hear entitled City of Refuge. That's, that's a popular name. City of Refuge or Refuge Temple. You all heard those names. And many churches are called City of Refuge, Refuge Temple. Well, um, um, I, I don't know if you paid attention to that, but it sends a clear picture of what God, through Jesus Christ, Christ meant for the church. And um, I want to deal with the cities of refuge or the city of refuge. Because um, I mentioned that because in the book of Joshua, the 20th chapter, God spoke to Joshua and told him to tell the people to select or appoint cities of refuge as he instructed Moses to do. So, so um, you can go back and read Numbers 35 and 9, Numbers 35 and 9, you'll see where God first tells Moses that Israel was to establish cities of refuge when they entered the land. So God is now reminding Joshua of what is expected of Israel since they are now in the promised land. Are you with me? Uh, so, of course, the obvious question is, what is a city of refuge? Isn't that an obvious question? What is this, a city of refuge or the cities of refuge? So, uh, I'm, good, I'm going back thousands of years. I'm going to put this back into the context. The cities of refuge were a mechanism for protecting an individual who had accidentally or unintentionally killed a person without premeditation. Did you all hear that? It was an accident or it was unintentional um, and it was not premeditated. So a person who killed someone unintentionally could flee there and not die at the hand of the avenger of blood. Now, um, the avenger of blood, the Bible says in the King James Version, uh, that really means uh, the one who wants revenge. The one who wants revenge. Are you hearing me? Um, now, usually it was the closest relative um, and it was the avenger of blood. Now, these cities were needed throughout Israel to ensure that justice, not personal vengeance, was carried out. Are you hearing me? So it was designed to make sure that justice was carried out, not personal vengeance. Are you hearing me? So, um, um, these cities were there, um, uh, and in that day, Israel lived under the law which incorporated the concept of an eye for an eye. You kill me, we kill you. You murder somebody, you're going to be put to death. 
that was the law, that was the concept they lived under. So if you were, if you murdered someone, then you would be put to death, plain and simple. Everybody hear me? But even if you killed someone accidentally, the closest relative of the slain person could come for your life. Are you hearing me? The, the closest relative could come for your life. They, they, they could avenge your life. Now, let me give you an example. Because back in that day, there was a lot of common labor. They didn't have bulldozers. They didn't have cranes. Everything was moved by manpower. So when you, if you were building a wall and you were on top of that wall, you're building it, and, and you took a large stone. Now look at the picture. If you took a large stone and if it slipped out of your hands and it fell on someone's head and they died, um, you literally dropped what you were doing and you took off running to the nearest city of refuge. Are you hearing me? You, you literally ran because um, if, if you, didn't, you didn't say, are you all right? Is he okay? No, you, you just ran. Now, now, it sounds funny, but, but it was a serious matter because... If, if the, the next relative found out uh, that his, his relative, his cousin, his brother was dead, they were coming for you. Now listen, at this. this was a God principle. There was a God principle. So, so you ran to the nearest city of refuge where you could be safe and could have your case heard justly. Are you hearing me? You ran fast because the closest, <laughs> uh, you know, your, your, your life was at stake. And, and to, to gain safety, to gain security, and to hear your case justly, you, you literally ran. So, so this was not an escape from justice. Hear this clearly. It was not an escape from justice. It was protection and safety until justice could be served. You all get the picture here. So now everybody knows what, what the cities of refuge are. Now, let's, let's go on. Now, there were six cities of refuge. Come on, say six. Now, the reason that God wanted six because... He wanted to make sure that the cities were conveniently located in the promised land, uh, making sure that the nearest city for everybody was not more than one day's journey. So in other words, uh, they wanted you to run there and it wanted, they wanted it to be close. Uh, there is a spiritual principle coming up, but, but listen at this clearly. They, they didn't want you traveling two weeks. They, they wanted you to run, and it was close. Now, 
now, now, now, now, now this, this is interesting to me. When I, when I started doing the history of the city of refuge, now, now listen at this. Now, God was so intentional about what he set up for Israel. It was him that says, uh, set up cities of refuge because uh, people are going to need safety from vengeance. Safety from vengeance, okay? Now, history tells me that, listen at this clearly. Now, this blew my mind. The, the roads leading to the city of refuge uh, had to be in great shape always repaired and in good shape. I'm told that the road was about 48 feet wide and there were no obstructions. Listen at this clearly. All the obstructions were moved. It could not be hills and valleys. In other words, when you ran, it had to be smooth and no obstacles, so no, no rocks, nothing, and it had to be a smooth road. God is doing something. Now listen at this. So, in other words, because it was not uh, a stroll down. Oh, where are you going? Oh, I'm going. No, you were running because you had to get there before someone took your life. Do you all see the picture here? Okay, so I am told that even on that road, uh, they would have signposts that said, refuge, refuge, let you know you are on the right track. Tell your neighbor, you on the right track. <laughs> it, they, it even had sign, so, so in other words, so, so men would not think they were lost. Are you hearing me? All this was for someone running, come on, say running. The, the posture was running. The posture was no, nobody walked to the city of refuge. There was a need. There, 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 there was a purpose. Are you hearing me? And you ran. And the road was so Smooth. Um, in, in high school, I ran cross country. Anybody ran cross country? Now, you know cross country. You ran up the hill. You ran down the hill. You ran through water. Um, even in, but, but this was like, this was like an asphalt. It wasn't asphalt, but it was like smooth. In other words, there was no bumps. There was no hills because uh, they didn't want you falling down. <laughs> they, they didn't want you uh, tripping over something. You had a smooth path to your protection. That, that, that's preaching right there. <laughs> God did not want you tumbling, fumbling. He wanted you to get there quickly so I could have my day in court. Now, uh, there were six cities that were named refuge. Now, uh, and they were governed by the Levites. Now, the Levites is where the priests came from. You know, all the 12 tribes, the Levites didn't get land, but they governed, because they were the high priests, they governed the cities of, of, of refuge. There were six cities conveniently located. Uh, the first city 
was called Kadesh, which means sanctuary. Kadesh, the next city, Golan, which means rejoicing. The next city, Ramoth, which means uplifted. The next city, Shechem, which means shoulder. Uh, the next city, Bazar, or Bazar, which means fortress. The next city, Hebron, which means communion of fellowship. Now listen at the names of the cities. Sanctuary, rejoicing, uplifting, shoulder, fortress, communion. Sanctuary, rejoicing, uplifting, shoulder, fortress, communion. The church should be a sanctuary. The church is a place we go to rejoice. The church is a place where we lift our hands and we lift up Jesus and we lift up the name of the Lord. The church is a place where I should have some sympathy. I have a shoulder to, for my understanding. Somebody's going to pray for me. And a, 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 the church is a place for fellowship. So understand that God wanted these cities in his promised land for his people to have for whoever needed grace, mercy, and justice. Come on, say grace, mercy, and justice. Now don't look at me like you, like you did everything right all your life. Don't look at me like you ain't done nothing wrong. I was born on the first pew. I got the Holy Ghost at six months. And I never done anything wrong. You just lied. <laughs> How many needed some grace? How many needed some mercy? And how many needed spiritual justice? Hallelujah. So there are some principles here that God wanted Israel to obey, but it sends us today spiritual principles. Number one, the, the first principle you must understand, you must understand mercy is not universal. I'm talking about spiritual now. Mercy is not universal universal. Come on, say mercy, mercy is not universal. In other words, no one gives grace like God. It is because of the grace of God that you are here and not dead. Satan does not give grace. Let, let me help you out. If, 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 if the devil had his way, we would all be dead. Let's, let's just work, let's, let's get that straight. If, if, if the devil had his way, uh, we would all be dead and in hell. The devil doesn't want you saved. The devil doesn't want you to get well. So, so mercy and grace is not universal. So, so that picture of having a city of refuge, Sister Dozier, it is God spiritually saying that uh, there is only one place to get grace. Now, the New Testament church, we know that Jesus gave us grace. 
And he wanted you to know that, you know, you're not going to just have, have I kill somebody unintentionally and someone uh, is going to uh, stop and just give you grace. No, there is a place you go for grace. And, and our grace is Jesus. Come on, say Jesus is our grace. Are you hearing me? Next point, there is no refuge in the world. Salvation is found only in Christ. Come on, say salvation is found only in Christ. We know that by Acts 4 and 12, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Jesus is our Savior. Buddha didn't save you. Um, uh, uh, all those yoga, yoga meditations uh, that some of y'all do, I don't do them. Uh, that, that, don't, that don't give you peace. There is a peace that surpasses all understanding. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Um, so, so Jesus is our Savior. Uh, next point, our God is just. Come on, say, our God is just. He, he, now, I'm not talking about fairness. I'm talking about just. In other words, he's going to do what you need. He's going to give you what you need, whatever that need is. So, so in other words, it's kind of like this. That, that's something I had to learn. Now, some of you are like me. Uh, you know, growing up in the church of God in Christ or growing up in the church or some church. When I was young and immature in salvation and, and growing up, um, I had a wrong concept of God. I, I really viewed God as, as this angry person waiting for me to mess up. And then when I messed up, he scolded me. And, and what it did, it, it gave me the wrong picture of salvation in God. And, and being in the church of God in Christ, you know, we were, a, we were a do's and don't church. Don't do that. 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 You know, you, everything you couldn't do. Yeah, y'all got it good now. You know, there was, y'all got it, y'all got it good now. <laughs> Everything was wrong. They, they, they twisted scripture, Sister Sonia Lada. Uh, marble not. God don't want you to play marbles. What? No, marvel, marvel, not marble. Give me them things. Bring my marbles back. But, but, but everything was wrong. And, and I had this bad concept that, that if I did something wrong, God was going to a lightning bolt was going to strike. Every time the thunder rolled and I was bad in school, I was scared. I ain't the only one. I told you, I told you we, were, we were raised and, and uh, you know, Church of God Christ, they, 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 have, they have a scripture for everything. And, and we, were, we were, me and my brother was cutting the grass, doing the yard work, and I said, we were six, seven, eight. I said, Junior, look. There was a, I think there was a wine bottle or cigarettes. And, and he, we were like, 
And, and, and he was like, you get it. And I said, no, you get it. You know, the Bible say, touch not, taste not, handle not. Y'all laughing. We were, we were like, we, 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 we handled it like it was a bomb. We, were, we got some gloves and, and, and we were doing this. Because we thought when it says touch not, we weren't even supposed to take it off your lawn. Now, now it sounds funny, but when you're immature, you, you didn't know no better. You know, now I can just pick something up and throw it away. Uh, but, but I had this, 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 this concept that if I did something wrong, that, that God was going to say, what a terrible person you are. Loser, loser. And, and when I would do something wrong, I would write, Paragraph, Lord, I ain't going to do it no more, so help me, God, if, you, if I do this again. And, and I had this, I, I didn't understand grace and faith and, 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 and salvation in Christ Jesus, but, but as I got older and as I matured in the word of God, I understood. But, but, but my point is, God is not an abuser. Come on, say, God is not an abuser. Please understand that because you'll, you'll think that, that he's ready to send everybody to hell for doing something wrong. God is not an abuser. God is like your parents, loving parents who they teach, they train, they discipline, and they correct. But they encourage at the same time. So, in other words, uh, not an abusive parent, but my parents, they, they, they hugged me, but they spanked me. They hugged me, but they corrected me. They, they loved me, and, and, and God is what, 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 what he is saying is, uh, God is saying, really, um, he wants you to be successfully saved. God is really saying, I'm on your side. I'm pulling for you. And then, then I found out that God sent Jesus to convict and not bring guilt. Now, I want to I I park there because some people don't know the difference between conviction and guilt. You know, Jesus... Christ pushes us to God. Jesus does not push us away from God. Satan tries to push us away from God through sin and guilt. But there is a difference between conviction and guilt. Say that with me. There is a difference between conviction and guilt. Now let me explain. Now, conviction is described how the Holy Spirit points out wrong and sin in our lives and draws us to repentance. Conviction is a two-stage process. The Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost shows you your sin and then the Holy Ghost shows you how to turn from it and walk in righteousness. So conviction, it convicts you to 
turn away, reveal your sin, but it also shows you how to turn from that sin and walk away from that sin. Are you hearing me? So, so conviction is from the Holy Spirit. Conviction is to push you back to God. But on the other hand, guilt is not from the Holy Ghost. You all hear that? Guilt is not from the Holy Ghost. Guilt is from Satan. Hello, somebody. It is, it is what the devil uses to keep you from repenting and getting right with God. And because guilt and conviction can often seem so similar, the devil relies on this confusion to keep some of you from confessing sin and, and getting right with God. Because guilt brings emotions of regret. Guilt brings blame and shame. Guilt brings an embarrassment. But, 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 but the devil is hoping that, that you will take on these emotions to plant a seed inside of you telling you that you are no good and, and, and the, that, that, that you will just do it again and, and, and God ain't going to forgive you. See, see, guilt can keep you from God, but conviction will push you to God. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? And, 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 and the Satan has, 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 has talked to some of you and, and, and letting you know that you're no good, you'll never amount to anything, you, you have these weaknesses, but, but, but the blood of Jesus, he, he went to the cross and, and, and the book of Hebrews said that you have a high priest that can be touched with all of your, in other words, what he was saying is, Jesus was tempted in all points without sin. So he says, you can boldly come to the throne of grace and find mercy to help. Not grace to go back and do it again, but grace to help you in those weak times. Come on, say hallelujah. Come on, say the devil is a liar. Hear the word of the Lord that says God is pulling for you. God is on your side. I had, I had lunch with my brother, uh, my brother, excuse me. I had lunch with my, my son a, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and uh, we were talking about some stuff. And I was just giving him some, some, some fatherly advice. And, and I was saying, I was saying, Sherm, I said, man, you ain't got to do that. You ain't got to do that. You, you, there is no reason why you have to do that. Uh, I wasn't beating him over the head. And I wasn't, I wasn't saying, you are, you are, you're terrible. I was saying, you ain't got to do that. You just got to do that, man. If you do that, you watch what, what happened if you just do it that way. In other words, that's what God is doing. He sent the Holy Ghost. He sent Jesus Christ to say, hey, you ain't got to go down that road. That, that's going to kill you. But here is a better way. Are you hearing me? Come on, look at somebody and say, there's a better way. Hmm. 
people here that 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 thinking that that that, that guilt is gonna say I, I give up. And you know, there were there were people I found out when I when I got older, so the Doja that you know those 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 bullies in class and those people that that really didn't study, they were covering up some stuff. They, they were covering up their their unwillingness to be focused, their unwillingness to even try. So since I won't try, I'll just bother everybody else. But, 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 the, but the Lord is saying, I sent the Holy Ghost for you to try. I, I sent Jesus for you to try. Come on, say, just keep trying. Hear the word of the Lord. God is on your side telling you, get up, dust yourself off, run to the altar. They, they, they ran to the city of refuge. Don't, 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 just, don't just tiptoe through the tulips. Run to the altar. Come on, say run. Run to the throne of grace and find mercy to help. God put in the promised land, and your promised land means a saved life, but he put in the promised land for Israel six cities that were conveniently located. And the, the posture was that when you did something, drop what you're doing and run. Run, run. Don't, don't, don't wallow in it. Don't think about it. Run. God, God is calling someone right now. Run to the altar. God is telling somebody, run back to the Lord. Run, run. Come on, look at somebody and just say, run, run. The word says that God is pulling for you. Uh, Philippians 1 and 6, being confident. Come on, come on, hold your head up. Being confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Christ. It didn't say he might complete it. It didn't say he will think about what he started, he will complete. Somebody say that with me. What God starts, God completes. He ain't, he ain't through with me yet. Paul said it this way, not that I have obtained, not that I'm all that, but I press toward the mark of the prize of the heart. I, I, he may not like me now, but, but I'm still pressing. Come on, say conviction over guilt. I'm, I'm getting ready to close. So just like God strategically placed those cities of refuge in the promised land. God wanted his people to run to the city for safety. Run to the city for asylum. Run to the city for shelter from the avenger. Please notice I keep going back to this road because I want you to get this picture. 
the city of refuge you ran, and the roads were manicured and never bumpy. There was never any obstacles on the road. It was made so you could smoothly and easily get to help. It was made so, so help would be easy to access. Anybody appreciate easy? Anybody appreciate easy? I don't like hard stuff. I don't like stuff you trying to put something together and they got, they got all the languages and you looking for English somewhere. Then, you, then things don't match up and, and, and I don't like, I like easy stuff. I don't like hard stuff. I, I, so, so God says, God says, when you need help, I'm going to make it easy. I'm going to give you easy access. Y'all, y'all missing. He, he, he said, smooth out the bump. They, they paid more attention to the city of refuge roads than any other road in the promised land. Because, because God set this up to say, when someone needs help, make it easy. When, 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 when the circumstances doesn't match the crime. I didn't come up and blow your head off because I didn't like you. I, I didn't come up and push you off the ledge because I want your job. I, I, I made a mistake. I, it, it was unintentionally. I, I need someone to listen to my case. Are you hearing me? Somebody here who is listening, God has removed all of what the devil has been putting in your life. And your mind that have been just, there, there, there have been barriers and obstacles in your mind and, 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 and the devil has just keep putting guilt and, and, and keep putting stuff to keep you from your spirituality. But, but today, the obstacles will be smoothed out. Come on, say hallelujah. God is telling someone to run to the altar, to run to Jesus, to run to your help. Hallelujah. He's taking away the guilt. I like that. He, he's taking away the guilt. He's, he's taking away the shame. Come on, say he's taking away the guilt. He's taking away the shame. He's taking away the regret and, and he is calling you to run to Jesus. Hallelujah. You know why? Because now, thank God, there is no physical city of refuge. Now, I don't have to run to a place. Now, the place is in me. Now, I don't have to run to a building. The building is in me. Now, if I, if I come here and I have no key to the church, and if I come here and there is no service, Jesus, I can just say, Lord, help me. Because God sent Jesus to be our refuge. 
God sent Jesus to be our city of refuge. Jesus is for anyone who needs help. Jesus is for anyone who needs protection. Jesus is for anyone who needs saving. Jesus is for anyone who needs healing. Jesus is for anyone who needs the Holy Ghost. Jesus is for anyone who has realized that my life is a mess. Hallelujah. Some of you had a life that had a downward spiral. Some of you had a life that, that was just, uh, uh, you didn't want to tell all your business because it was embarrassing. And you would always say, don't show my video. But, 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 but God is saying, uh, he says in that first chapter of Isaiah, he says, come now and let us reason together. God says, let's talk about it. He said, let's, let's talk about it. And, and, and here is the, the answer, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. God, God says, I say, I don't care what you did last night. I, I don't care what you did last year. I don't care what the devil keeps telling you you ain't not. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall, when, when God say they shall, be white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wood. If you are willing, that's it right there. Anybody willing? If you are willing, if you are willing and obedient, he says, you shall eat the good of the land. He said, if, if, if you want to be blessed, you got to be willing to do it God's way. If you want to have peace of mind, you've got to be willing to do it God's way. If, if you really want God to take the guilt away, you've got to be willing. I was, I was, I was talking to someone and I said, you know, I, I can't really tell you all this. And, and the person said, I can't help you if not willing to tell me. Y'all missed that. I, I can't help you if you're not willing to be honest. You don't come to the Lord saying, you know, Lord, I ain't done much. I, you know what? I ain't that bad. And you know what? I was in the church all my life. You, that ain't going to work. In other words, if, if, you, if you just just say, Lord, I'm a mess. Lord, I, I'm a mess. I I'm a, I don't even like myself. And, and God said, now you're talking my language because there is a bomb in Gilead. Because the Lord is my refuge. I'm, I'm closed. Come on, say the Lord is my refuge. You, 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 you got Bible 
You got Bible? Yeah, I got Bible. If you go to Proverbs 18 and 10, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous what? You, you see where they get that run? Because the city of refuge, you had to run. When, when you really need help, you don't walk, you run. The righteous run to it. And they are safe. Oh, I'm not done. That, that, that Proverbs 46 and 1 says, God is our refuge and strength. Now watch this. A very present help in trouble. I don't know what you're going through, but he's a present help in trouble. Come on, say he's a present help in trouble. Oh, he's working out. He, it's a privilege to have God protect me. Come on, tell three people, you are protected. Everybody's standing. Thirty-five minutes, my sister. Thirty-five minutes, my sister. Listen at this. God gave provision. And the message is, he's on your side. He's rooting for you. You don't have to stay away. The worst thing, and I've heard this, you know, when I get myself together, I'm going to be there. Guess what? You never get yourself together. How many times have you heard that? I'm, I'm coming. Just, just I got to work some things out. I, I got I to gotta work through some things. The devil going to have you working through things until you die and you miss an opportunity for God to work in your life. There is nobody here, I don't care how young you are, it is not an old fogey. It, it said, if you just come to me and give me your life. When I understood what Jesus meant, I came to the Lord just as I was. Dirty, cussing, smelling, liquor on your breath, hot pants on, drugs, drunk, just as you are. And let God what can wash away my sins? Come on, say nothing but the blood of Jesus. Now, I can guarantee you, you won't leave the same way you came. 
And the devil, the devil is making you feel guilty. The devil is making you feel like you don't measure up. Have you, oh, if I was just like that sister. If I was just, God, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And God is saying, you don't have to put on no airs. I, I declare this, I declare this a come as you are church. I don't care, as long as you cover it, I don't care what you got on. You can wear blue jeans, you can wear a long dress, just as long as you cover it. Because it's not about proving yourself to me. It's about being honest with God. And you let God work all those things out. I told you this story, but it's going to help a lot of people. Amen. It's a person, I just started pastoring. I wasn't even a month. And the person that used to live across the street, and he got saved under the tent, live across the street. And he, he was up in the prayer line, and he, I prayed for him, and he lived, whispered in my ear. He said, he said, Pastor, I, I believe I'm saved, but I, I can't stop drinking. I got this drinking problem. I didn't sit him down. I, didn't, I just said, I said, you ask the Lord to take that drinking problem away. That's all I said. I said, if you have confessed, I said, you are saved. If you confess with your mouth, I said, you ask the Lord take that. Y'all looking at me like y'all ain't had no strongholds. But here is the thing. It was a year later, he wrote me a letter. He, his job moved him to Atlanta, Georgia. And he wrote me a letter. Thank you, Pastor. And uh, You and your brother was so kind and, and I really was joy. And he wrote me this letter. I found the Church of God in Christ that I recommended. And then at the end, he said, by the way, he said, he said, that drinking problem, he said, God took it away. See, if you let God work, all what you don't like, all what you don't approve, God said, just give it to me. God is calling someone to run whatever the issue whatever you ain't you ain't got to be embarrassed this is a refuge this is a city of refuge come now come come don't think about it just come God wants to change you come God wants to change you it doesn't matter just come Hallelujah. Just come. If somebody wants to be healed, just come. God said, this, this is your refuge. This is your hospital. Someone has a need. Just come. Just come. Hallelujah. Spread, spread them out. I'll spread out. We have, just come. Just come. It's a privilege 
to have God protecting you. It's a privilege for God to bless you and touch you. He is going to do it because he promised it. Listen, my sisters and brother, hold your head up and I can boldly tell God my problems, my needs, what I want him to do. Did you bring your faith? That's my only question. Did I bring my faith? Bow that head. And those of you, there are probably some needs out there. Bow that head. I'm not, I'm not privy to, I'm not just naive to think that everybody got it all going on out there. Bow your head. Father God, in the name of Jesus, you have said in your word that you are our refuge, you're our strength, and we can run for safety. Father, I'm, I'm binding guilt. I'm coming against guilt. I'm, I'm, I'm releasing by the Holy Ghost conviction because you said the Holy Spirit came to convict. So, Father, it's a good thing to convict. It's a good thing to want to go higher in you. Father, I'm praying for everyone here that when they leave here, they will understand they, they have their, their spiritual strength. They have their spiritual security. They have their refuge. They have their shelter. They have their security in you. Now tell, you, you all pray and tell God what you need, what you want. Just you at the altar. Just go ahead. Whatever it is, you tell them. Come on, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Tell them, what I, this is what I need, Father. This is what's going on in my life. This is what, this is what I want you to do. And for, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm praying for complete healing. Praying for healing. Those of you who need your body healed, pray for healing. I'm praying for Eddie. Lord, I'm praying now that right now, the nerves, the, the spine, the neck, mend it back together again in the name of Jesus. Let your healing virtue be manifested now in the name of Jesus. Every ailment, every sickness, every disease, I'm binding it in the name of Jesus be healed, be delivered, be set free in the name of Jesus. Every family problem, every financial problem, every job problem, every personal problem, I'm praying for the mind. Father, cast the devil out of the mind. And, and I'm speaking faith. I'm speaking whatever is true. I'm speaking whatever your word says in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, repeat after me. God is our refuge. Now let's make it personal. God is my refuge and my strength. He is a very present help in my trouble. Come on, say my sickness, my situation, whatever I'm going through, I will be delivered. I will be healed. I will be set free in the name of Jesus. Now clap those hands and praise the name of the Lord.